I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. You're good. You ain't got nowhere to go. <laughs> All right. This is The Big Douglas Show, another episode of Meet the Podcasters. And my guest today from rambling about Rio is Rio Robinson. Rio, how are you? I'm great, man. It's perfect. It's the best time of year. Fall weather is approaching. Football season's here. I'm about to have like a litany of fantasy football drafts coming up next week. And we're that much closer to opening day for our Washington football team. So it's the best time of year for me. It's like Christmas. What's the, what's the over-under for your fan, fantasy leagues? <laughs> I think I'm in like five money leagues and I think I've been invited to a bunch more, but I think my wife's going to kill me if I put any more money into something that I'm probably not going to win most of them. <laughs> now, now, have you do- dove into any of these best ball leagues or are you still doing a, like a yearly just draft them type joint? Uh, no, I haven't, do- I haven't dove into those yet. Right now it's just, Regular PPR, um, full point PPR, regular leagues and Yahoo and ESPN. And I think I have one in NFL.com. So I haven't done any of that or any dynasty leagues or anything like that yet. Now, you're one of the newest maybe to the podcast scene for Washington football team, but you've taken off and and probably the, the hottest thing going right now. Tell me a little bit about how you got started, why you got started and and maybe something that you uh, has surprised you since you got in the game. Uh, one, I appreciate that. Thank you. Like I love doing this. This is I'm I'm really passionate about talking in general and about sports, specifically to watch them football team. I started my podcast back in March. I honestly should have started a long time ago. My sister in law would give me like uh, like she'd give me hell every day. Why haven't you started a podcast? You're always on social media talking about it. You're always talking. You live this, but you're not starting a podcast. And then one day in March, I was just like, you know what? It's time. Bought me a a mic. Got my setup ready and just started going with it. And I love doing this. Like, I feel like I can put a microphone in front of myself and talk about this all day long, especially when it comes to the team. And with all the conversation that we have on Twitter every day, it's like, why not? Like, I know people say, oh, there's a thousand podcasts in the fan base. Yeah, okay. But we all bring our own element to it. And you just got to find your niche and go with it. I I enjoy doing this. And I plan to, at some point, talk about more than just the Washington football team. I'm going to branch out in other avenues as well. Good. All right. What is your favorite sport outside of football? Basketball. I love basketball as well. I like baseball, but I love basketball and football. Wizards guy? I support the Wizards, but I'm a big LeBron James fan. Like, <laughs> I'm probably going to get some heat for that, but that's that's my guy. I love him. I've been a huge fan since he's come into the league and followed him throughout his career. I could probably give the Wizards my full-time supporter again once he retires, but I watch their games every night, and I always support the Wizards. But I, I'm a big LeBron guy. That's my guy. That's my He's my Jordan, so that's, it's, that's it's why. It's funny I you say that because I, I used to be a, a Shaq guy that way. Like I really, I really mm-hmm. didn't have a favorite team at the time. Always supported the Bullets as they were back then. But uh, yeah, love some Shaq. So wherever he went, I just kind of followed along with him. Uh, Rio, love Shaq. Uh, yeah, no, how could you? How could you not love Shaq? Uh, uh, except for my wife, she she hates Shaq. Says it's too clowny. But that's <laughs> a topic for another day. So your fan ambassador, tell me how it works, how you got in there, and what they got you working on. 
Yep, the Fan Ambassador Network. Um, the team hired Joey Kobe Begovich to run Vice President of Guest Experience. And he comes from doing the same job for Carnival Cruise for over 14 years. So he brings a specific expertise when it comes to hospitality and fan experience or just people experience. Like, and he wants to bring that to our fan base. He wants to unite the fan base and have the team communication lines open with the fan base. So he picked the, he made the Fan Ambassador Network, which which includes about seven categories, five to seven of us in each category. It's like 35 of us um, categories like entertainment. Cul- I'm in the entertainment category. There's culinary community, uh, Sunday fun day. It's just ways for the team to communicate directly with the fan base and give our input. Like, especially during this important time, the team shifting into a new identity and as much fan inclusion and as much as they can have our fingerprints on the process, that's what they're doing. And so far we've had a couple meetings. We have another quarterly meeting coming up in September where we get to just pitch them stuff, talk about what needs to be improved and all that type of good stuff. And they're being self-aware about it. You know, they want to hear what we have to say, regardless if it's positive or negative, you know? What, what is it that you guys specifically are doing with the entertainment portion? Uh, right now, like, for example, like we have our dance team that we've got rolling out, like what kind of music should be played at the stadium? Like what kind of things should be taking place? What kind of stuff should be happening after a touchdown is scored, especially considering our old moniker is gone and we're not going to be singing the song, the fight song anymore. I mean, people are still going to sing it. We're going to keep it real. We're going to keep it a buck. People are going to sing the fight song, but until we roll out new traditions and stuff, you know, there's a lot of stuff about game day at FedEx field need to be improved. And Joey, Jason, the whole new crew we have here, they understand that it's been bad here for a long time. And they understand that there's a lot that needs to change. And for starters, that self-awareness is everything we need here as a fan base. No, I love that. That's great. And you said you guys have met how many times and, and how many, it's a, they got you like on a group thread or, or how does that, you guys are having to show up in person to the, stadium or ashburn what, what's the uh what's that look like i know right now still because we're still in this covid world that we're living in so there's a lot of virtual stuff we've had a virtual meeting with all the ambassadors at once but each select group we have our own group chats where we're constantly in communication we all have joey's number maggie wesley she runs the program with joey she's in constant communication with all of us so we're like ongoing always passing things back and forth to them whenever we're at like the friday night football event we all met up and we all spoke we all gathered whenever we go to any events like you know we kind of meet up and do that but there's like quarterly meetings where we'll meet via zoom the, the leaders of each category have they've been at ashburn and stuff and did their own little segment so Okay. Man, we're just we're figuring out more fly. It's been an awesome process so far, though. And and what is if this is a like a you guaranteed them a year where they guaranteed you a year. It's how, how long does it last? What does that look like? Do you know? I don't know for sure, but what it feels like is they're going to make a new set every year. It seems like for each season, they're going to re they're going to redo the nominations and offer the opportunity for more fans to get in the program because it's not a it's not just a matter of like i know a lot of people oh they're picking favorites based on this based on that like no they want to involve as many fans as possible and they obviously cannot get to all of us at one time i believe next spring the nominations are going to open again for the fan ambassador network 
it is incredible the transformation that has happened with this organization from the outhouse to the penthouse. You know what I mean? Like it, it, there is not one crappy thing that they've left crappy. You know what I'm saying? Like they really have gone in here, dug their heels in and said, listen, we know it's not good and it hasn't been good. And we're sorry. And you'll usually hear people come out and say, you know, sorry, my bad. And they've done that, you know, repeatedly. So they, for anybody suggesting they don't need, deserve more credit, I mean, aren't paying attention. They're not all at right. all. Like, go ahead. Like Fred Smoot even said it on my show. If you're a part of this fan base and you can't see all the change in front of you, you're blind because it's very apparent for the whole world to see outside of just the DMV, our region of the world, you know? Uh, it is. It is. You can tell it is caught on nationally and they get it. And that's really Ron Rivera more than anything. You know, I got to I don't know how you were. We can take just a second and talk on this. I, I really had thought they'd bring in some young gun to kind of take over things and was not really excited in the moment about a retread just because I'm not generally in the mood for retreads for any of the franchises I root for. But Listen, Ron has been incredible. I can't imagine having anybody steering this ship right now. It's refreshing to have adults in the building. Oh, yeah. It's, I don't even think any, like, it, it I can't even imagine someone else getting the job at this point because he's so much more than a coach to this franchise. Like, he's taking this franchise and putting it on his back and being the face of, complete transformation from top to bottom of the organization. I think he was the best guy for the job at the time. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't act like we were hiring Vince Lombardi, but I was very satisfied with the hiring. I thought we would go the normal Snyder route and either take someone from the Sean McVay lineage tree or some guy like throw the bag at Lincoln Riley or some hot shot college coach. I thought, or Urban Meyer, like that's what everybody yeah, thought it was going to go. People thought it was Urban Meyer at the time. You know, he was yeah. in the building and yeah. So now, nah, but it, it, it's been great. And you know what I've noticed more than anything in these preseason games, we didn't get to see it last year because of COVID and, and the fact that we didn't have preseason games. But there's no penalties. The games have been so clean on Washington. I mean, yes, some, some DB calls here and there. That's going to happen. You expect that mm -hmm. in the secondary. But specifically on the offensive line, has there been a false start this, this preseason? <laughs> exactly. And I think a big, a big factor into that is Morgan Moses isn't here anymore. <laughs> you, you even have to do my man Morgan like that. <laughs> I love Morgan, man, but that man false started every play of his career. <laughs> he had a great year last year, too. I was so surprised when he did. He did. David Cosby, they were like, yeah, see you later. Have a, have a uh, he's up there with the Jets, though, and that offensive line should be pretty good, though, for real. Uh, let's talk the a little bit. Let's, let's get on the field. Uh, who takes more snaps this year, uh, Allen or Heineke? If things go according to plan, neither. <laughs> but you know how Washington, you know how we do here. It's not a regular season if we don't get three or four quarterbacks on the field. But I'll, I'll say this. I think Allen and Heineke are more similar than 
a lot of our fans do. I think we're all clouded by the fact that Heineke did what he did in that playoff game, which was beautiful. But I mean, Kyle Allen looked just as good in this little bit of time that he started here. Like X out the, the take the Rams game out of that situation, even though he did drive down the field on one of the league's best defenses before he got hurt. And Alex Smith came in, but I think Allen is just as good as Heineke is, and he's put more on tape than Heineke has. But we haven't seen enough of Heineke to see his bad side yet. So mm-hmm. I, nah, it's a either one of them can if Fitzpatrick doesn't get the job done, either one of them can be the one who gets more stats. But I'll say Heineke because right now he's the backup, but he could be the backup because Allen's coming off an injury because Ron loves Kyle Allen, and people need to not discount for the fact that we traded for him. Thank, and thank you. Kyle Heineke, I mean, Kyle Heineke, Taylor Heineke was on the streets when we traded for him and he would have been on the streets if Kyle Allen didn't get hurt. So I don't think, I like to say personally, I don't think Kyle Allen gives the job back if he doesn't break his leg last year. Um, I am completely with you. And to your point, Rio, and and not enough people talk about it. Allen played quite well last year when given the chance and they did trade a fifth round pick, if I'm not mistaken, either, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, People scoff at a fifth-round pick. No, no, I mean, that's where players get picked. You know what I mean? Find them out there in the fifth. So, uh, yeah, that was just to figure out who you thought maybe was that second because I don't think it's quite as sold as the Heineke stands think it is. Kyle Allen, you're right. They're high on him, and he got hurt. I don't think Fitz is giving the job up. They brought him in for a reason. If they wanted Heineke or Allen, they didn't have to give him the money. You know, they tried to get Stafford. Mm-hmm. If they were happy with Heineke, they wouldn't have gone out and gotten Stafford or, or Fitz on the first day of free agency and gave them $10 million ain't nothing to sneeze at. Uh, what's a good what's a good season for Heineke or uh, Fitzpatrick? 4,500 yards over under? 45. I'll give under, but I think if he starts 17 games, won an extra game, he should be able to throw for 40. I mean, he should be able to throw for 4,000 yards, and he should be able to hit the number of touchdowns that – is like kryptonite for us. No quarterbacks throw for 30 touchdowns in Washington. He should be able to, if he takes what defenses give him, while also being the Fitz magic, we already know who he is. There's going to be two sides of him, good and a bad side. They should do enough. We have enough on this offense to expect. He should be able to throw for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. Like, if you're going to be the starting quarterback here, we have to expect more. Like, just because Haskins and Alex Smith did not produce for us, we cannot just say, well, you know what? He just has to throw for 3,000 yards and 23. No, I'm not accepting that. With what we have offensively, if the line gives him time, there is no excuse. Give me 40, I mean, give me 4,100 yards. And 30 touchdowns. You're going to throw some picks. Picks happen. Our defense is good enough. You're going to be able to live with them from time to time. I'll take that, and I'll take the chances he'll take over watching a 1,000 checkdowns a game. And in conference. I I completely agree with you. And and the number that you put out that I like the most is 30. The the yardage is fine. I mean, I'd like to see 4,500 yards because it's a nice number somewhere around there. But that 30 touchdowns, 10 quarterbacks threw for 30 touchdowns last year. 10. 10. That's right. I looked it up where we started today. So to me, and that mm-hmm. was and that was on the 16 game. You added an extra game. They did not bring, I will say this repeatedly over and over again until the season starts. They did not bring Fitzpatrick in to not pump the ball down the field. I mean, mm-hmm. that they know they were missing that last year. They scored 40 points against that horrible Dallas team. They scored 30 points, count them, none. 
Not one time last year. (laughs) So that's why they got guys in there that are willing to take chances. They want to take chances. They know you can't win ball games 17-13, even with the defense that they have. So that, that to me, that 30 number is what's the most important. Let's try this. Let's see. More receptions, Curtis Samuels or Diami Brown? You know what? I'm going to be bold. I'm going to go Diami Brown because I think Curtis Samuels is going to get a lot of carries, and I think they're going to move him around a lot and most of his stuff's going to be big plays rather than volume I think Deami Brown is poised to take over opposite Terry on that outside and Curtis Samuel is going to be thrown all over the place I think for what we're paying him I would like it to be Curtis Samuel but as long as I see production I really could care less how many catches Curtis Samuel has because we're going to use him in so many ways so I'm gonna go Deami Brown I think Deami Brown's gonna be a big part of the offense early and they want to get that kid the ball I love it too. Early comparisons to Terry, which I you know you hate making comparisons, but that's coming from the front office, and mm-hmm. uh, they didn't they didn't think that they were going to get him there. You know they they expected that he was going to be gone by the time they draft, and I know they think they got a steal there. Uh, let's do this while we stick on the offense. Uh, how many tight ends make the active roster? Three. I think it'll be three, and I think Sam Reyes is going to go on the practice. I see this is an interesting or some type of or some type of stash or some type of stashing him on the roster situation. Yeah, it's going to arise. I got. Oh yeah, I got I got Logan Bates and um, Ricky Seals Jones as the three on the active roster. I see this is an interesting concept. We've talked about it a bunch on the show. See, I think you got a better chance of st- uh, getting Ricky Seals Jones through waivers on the practice squad than you than you do um, the young guy Reyes. Uh, to me, you can find like goal line blocking. You know, if they love his blocking so much, you can get him out on the goal line and blocking. And then when you run the play action down there on the goal line, I mean, he's six four with a seventy inch wingspan or something crazy 42 inch vertical so he's an animal why can't we throw him jump balls so i don't know i'm just i'm concerned and i know we do this all the time and it's probably ridiculous and unfair but i i I wonder if he makes it through waivers if you put him on the practice squad which is the only reason why i think maybe he makes the act of 53 just because ricky seals jones doesn't need the work he could come in at any time if you needed him I wonder if that's the best way to get Reyes ready to go for next year is to put him on the squad this year and let him get that work. Uh, I think like that you that may be the case. I just think you want some type of experience behind Logan Thomas because injuries do happen. And are they that confident that Samus and Bates Bates? I hope so because you used a mid round pick on him, but are they that confident in those two without having an experienced guy who knows what he's doing out there? If something was to happen to Logan Thomas or even running consistently like a two tight end set. But I mean, I can see it. Samus is working his ass off, man. I love, I love the kid's story. I love his willingness to block for someone who's never played the sport. You don't see that. That is, that's beautiful. I like it. I like his story so far. And as far as Bates goes, for what it's worth, Mel Kuyper uh, on draft day said Bates had the best hands of any receiver in the draft, not named Pitts. So, yep. I remember hearing uh, that that stood out to me. I, I didn't watch a whole lot of Boise state football, but you know, I'll t- I take Kuyper for his word on it. Uh, 
You know, I have been on the fence. Everybody knows this about how, what's your opinion on Humphreys making this roster? Because I got to tell you, I just, I, I didn't see it. Then I saw it. And I don't know that I see it anymore. For a coach that preaches position flex, the man does one thing. He does, which is correct. But I think, I think his roster spot is secure. I think he's on it. I think, I think he's in the mix. I think him, Diami, Samuel, and Terry are the locks on the roster, and we're still trying to figure out what the next couple spots are going to be. I think Humphreys is solidified. He's the one. He has one specific role, and I know position flex is something that matters, but I think with Diami and Curtis, you have enough position flex with their with their two skill sets that Humphreys can be the full-time slot guy, and he's going to be a big target for us on third downs. And I think he's, I think he's safe. I think he's safe on the squad. So, so here, here's the lineup, right? So you, you run out, uh, Terry on one side, Diami on the other side, Colonel Samuels out there, uh, Antonio Gibson and McKissick. Everybody on the field can play in the slot. Oh, for sure. Cam Sims can play in the slot and on the boundary. And Sims might not make, Cam Sims might not make the roster. He might be a surprise yeah. cut. Take that back. He might, hey, he might, he might be. They might go with one of these young boys that can return it, man. I don't know. Cam Sims, Cam well, Sims could be the surprise, man. That, that's the point. If they're going to go young guys, then why are they sticking with Humphreys? I mean, you got to have one little KG veteran in the lineup and don't discount his relationship with Fitzpatrick. Don't do it because you All see right. how much Fitzpatrick looks for him. Look how much he looks for him on the field. Like, if he's not going to Terry or Logan, he's going to Hump almost every time. <laughs> remember, remember, remember that great connection came three years ago in Tampa Bay where Fitzpatrick played half the games. So oh, for sure. that whole, that whole they have the greatest connection <laughs> ever. Uh, that's an old ass connection. I don't know. Oh, for I'm sure. sure but it, it definitely it. looks just... like he, it definitely looks like he's a part of the team. But I'll say with Cam Sims, as far as one of the talented young guys, Ron and them have not shown any issue letting something go that they did not acquire themselves. And Cam Sims comes from, yeah, he's been getting a lot of early reps with the ones in preseason. And I will say this about Ron, you're right. He will get rid of anybody he had drafted quick, fast, and in a hurry. He's shown it. The other thing they've shown though, is if he gives you an opportunity and you take advantage of it, he'll reward reward you for it. And, and that is exactly what Cam Sims has done. And I just would find it incredible. Now, I, I'm sure he's getting cut as we're recording this. Uh, just so I look like an ass <laughs> when we're no. done. But I, I, I can't speak Cam. And Cam's play special teams. Cam should not. Cam Sims should be a lock on the roster as well. Uh, like, like if don't, let, don't show me a roster with AGG on it, but without Cam Sims, because I, that I will actually have an issue with. But it wouldn't surprise me if some if he was one of the surprise like him, I, I, Cam Sims is someone a surprise guy I could see let go or someone like a DeShazer Everett or like Reeves because they're they're really good I'm mean, like they, they're good for what their role is but we could go younger at their position so it wouldn't surprise me but I see all of them making the roster though. Who's got more sacks this year, Chase Young or Montez Sweat? 
Oh, Chase is going to have 17 sacks this year. I've predicted this on my podcast, on Twitter, multiple times. I think I think they're going to they're going to combine for about 28, 17 and 11. 11 for Ted, 17 for Chase. Defensive player of the year candidate, year two. I'm ready. He should be in line for what I love that. Montez in for a big year, too. People forget just how nasty he is. He's every, to me, he's, oh, he's every bit as good as Chase Young. I mean, people don't like to hear it uh, because they got a love affair with Chase Young, and rightfully so. But Montez is super nasty and, and oh, has Montez all the same athletic traits uh, that we see in Chase Young. I just think um, Chase has been in his explosion it's like Montez is a yeah. better straight line runner, but Chase is more explosive off the ball. He has a get off like you see the greats in the game do. And Montez is still developing that. But it's crazy. They're both not near how good they can actually be yet. And the fact that we have them both is exactly why I say someone like Deron Payne or Ioannidis, like we can't keep all the interior guys because both of these guys are going to reset the market and the priority should yeah. be the bookend pass rushers off the edge rather than the interior. So get ready for some big paychecks coming in a couple years. Well, and this is why I've been on the, the zig while everybody else zags movement with, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think they want to figure out a way to pay all those guys. Don't, don't be surprised. I mean, this is, I think this is Ioannidis' last year on his contract, so he'll be gone. Uh, you watch, they're going to pay pain too. I, I, I have said this for a long time. I see Warren Sapp when I, when I look at pain, and I don't think you talk about a guy that hadn't come close to his potential. Oh, yeah. To me, it's pain. I, yeah, I think he's in for a huge year this year. Does the depth of linebacker? Well, I, I think he's easily the most talented for sure. Does yeah, the depth at linebacker concern you, Rio? Uh, it doesn't concern me too much. I mean, I feel like Jamin, Jamin's going to be fine. He's a rookie, but the front four, are go they're going to make everyone's job easier when the season comes. And they'll be able to adjust because they have an advantage that most linebackers aren't going to have on their team because our line is different. But I think the starters – Jamin, Bostic, and Holcomb, I think they're going to be fine. I, I want to see what Kalik Hudson brings because it would have been nice if he would have commanded a spot out there so we didn't have to force Bostic onto the field or on the roster. But Bostic seems pretty indispensable at this point because there's so much uncertainty behind him. But the way I feel about the depth at linebacker and the depth at edge is, I mean, there's young players here that aren't required to be great. You know, like they just if they have to come in, they're good enough to get the job done. We like I know everybody. Oh, let's sign KJ Wright or let's I mean, sure. But I don't think I don't think it's needed. I don't really think nothing needs to be spent on the defensive side of the ball right now. Like with their, for the first time in my lifetime as a fan, there are not many holes on this roster. And I like the roster we're going into the season with. And there's only one glaring hole on the team. It's a long standing, formidable franchise quarterback. So I'm good with what we have on defense, period, right now. Were you disappointed uh, that they didn't trade up for a quarterback? You know, the Jamin Davis can be real good. But they could have had fields. I mean, the Bears gave up an extra first and, and some some nothing. 
Uh, and I don't know that it would have been that expensive to jump past New England to take Mac Jones if he turns out really good. I mean, how good does Jamin Davis have to be to make you not feel bad if one of these two quarterbacks hits? I'll say if the team is good, if the team is as good as I think they can be, it won't bother me, but it will sting the hell out of me if Fields and Jones become what I think they can be. I literally think, Maybe not bullseye, but all five of the quarterbacks in the first round can be some type of successful in this league or at least last a long time as a starter in this league. I really like Mac Jones. A lot of people are low on him. They're low on him because he looks like me and you in a football uniform. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have abs and he doesn't look like Tom Brady. He looks like he has a dad bod and that's what people get turned off by. And because he's not running a four, four 40, but I'm, I can't act like on draft night I was not a little bit hurt when we didn't go up for Fields or Jones. I, it hurt me a little bit, but I expected us to stand pat at 19 and get a linebacker. But if they turn out to be great, it's going to look funny in the light at some point. But we're going to have to live with it and hope Jamin Davis is what his potential looks like it could be. And I, and I think it will be, and I understand what they were trying to do, but I'm with you. If one of those two uh, pop, then it'll be – they haven't made a whole lot of mistakes since Ron's been here. That that will have been one of them for sure. Mm-hmm. Who gets more Who gets more snaps this year, McCain or Moreland? McCain or Moreland. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, I need to see what the plan is, McCain, because – and things are probably going to look so much different now than they look when I was at Richmond, but it looks like the majority of, I mean, McCain actually can get down in the nickel and stuff too. You know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go Moreland. I hope it's McCain, but I'm going to go Moreland because Moreland's actually looked good. He's had a, he's responded well to the competition at his position this year, but also I could be wrong about that because I see St. Juice working his way opposite William Jackson on the outside and Kendall Fuller popping into the nickel. So it, it could easily be McCain and I hope it's McCain, but for now I'll say Moreland. I, I feel extremely confident that it's going to be St. Juice outside and Fuller inside. They, they drafted him for that. We talked to a couple of national guys that, that do senior bowl stuff that said, listen, everybody mm-hmm. saw it down there. The kids got length. Think about Richard Sherman, you know, Brown or a guy like that. Uh, and that's exactly the defense they're trying to run. Let's uh, real. Let's wrap with this. I've asked everybody before the season starts, so we'll ask you to. What makes a good season for the Washington football team? Don't go backwards. One, <laughs> your floor has to be seven wins because that's where you were at last year. Don't go backwards in any way. I, although I think there is, like, you can – show growth while winning the same amount of games, I would like to see the team somewhere between nine to 11 wins, because I think the team is good enough for that. I think their roster stacks up well versus the rest of the division. I know the schedule's tough, but when you have one of the on paper elite defenses, go prove that you're an actual elite defense, win some games that you're not projected to win. I think at base level Fitzpatrick, we'll give more than we got from Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins last year. And for that reason alone, we should be able to win not between nine and 11 games. I got us going 11 and six this year. They have never won 11 games in my lifetime as a fan here. So this is probably a little too optimistic, but I'm drinking the Kool-Aid right now until proven otherwise. 
Hey, I'm with you. I've said all along, I think 10 wins is right about uh, where the team needs to be. And, and to your point, imagine this defense with a 10-point lead. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because they didn't play with many leads last year where they really Tech could peel off and fly off. Rio, thanks, buddy, for hopping on here today. I had a good time. Tell the folks at home where they can find you, what you got coming up next. Always, man. It's um, Rambling with Rio Robinson, my YouTube channel, my podcast, Rambling About Washington, as an acronym for RAW, because I keep things raw, unfiltered, uncut, and unbiased. And on Twitter, Rio underscore Robinson 91. You're going to see me stirring it up, having fun, having a good time, never taking things too personal. And Go Wolves, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, I'm a convert. Oh! I'm with you. I'm, I'm not hey, Powell, but you. I'm with you. <laughs> we, got, we got another one. Let's go. <laughs> you got it. All hey, right. Man. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. Hey, man. Anytime, though. I'll get you on my show sometime soon, buddy. I hope so. Yes, sir. You'll be in there.